Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always hey. the Worst. I am Chris, <laughs> and join me today, as always, as me. That, my name is Mark. <laughs> yes, guy. I know. As always, I have no escape. No, I have no excuses. We're always here. For... Actually, no, I won't be. <laughs> oh, I think we'll need to get into that, actually, won't we? Hey guys, Michael here once again. Uh, once again, of a night shift. It's great. I love it. I love night shift so much. But this week, minute movie review, Batman and Robin. Let's get into it. Okay, three, two, one, go. This film had absolutely no right being two hours long. You watch through it and you're like, great, that can be removed, that can be removed, that can be removed. There's just tons of just pointless shit going on in this film that it just doesn't need to be there. I like to call this film the mum and dad's Batman. And that's how I like to phrase it. It's the reason, it's a Batman film that's solely made just so the mum and dad can watch it because there's Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy and there is George Clooney as Batman, so it's just made for parents apparently. Um, it was a bold choice to change the origin of Barbara Gordon and have her not related to Commissioner Gordon at all, but oh well, what are you going to do? It's a different film adaptation. Um, a lot of Mr. Freeze's ice jokes weren't really jokes, they were just him saying ice-related things, but that's his MO, I guess. Um, I am living for Mr. Freeze's dressing game and polar bear slippers. Absolutely brilliant. What else is about the film? Oh yeah, it's utter garbage. It is trash. It's two hours of your life you'll never get back. Don't watch it. What happened there? Oh my goodness! I... Did get that Michael hacking us? <laughs> he did. He, he really lived up to his Android name with his review there by hacking the the stream. God damn it, Michael! Like you've been warned. <laughs> Can't just turn up like everyone else. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> um, so I think we need to talk about the the situation with the podcast going forward. Oh. Before we get into fun stuff, let's get the horrible stuff out the way. What's happening next Friday, Mark? Uh, I'll have to go back to work. But, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing on Fridays. Mm -hmm. So we might still have our chances to do Friday podcasts. Um, but not next week, that's for sure. No. So, fingers yeah. crossed, we might get a Michael next week. Who knows? <laughs> hey, you can fill in. The... Yeah, you can get... And I'll just turn up, like, randomly on... <laughs> even myself in. <laughs> um and on that note, I will be working soon as well. I've got a week's mm -hmm. worth of training to do next week before I start working in the care home, which is a shift pattern. So there's a good chance I'll be working Fridays on and off. So who knows what's going to happen? We are thinking of moving this into more of a Spotify thing again because it mm. gives us a better place because, as we were discussing, Twitch, you need to have pretty rigid schedule for it to really make an impact so we might mm -hmm. need to bite the bullet yeah i mean i i don't see us necessarily not doing twitch but like it would just be um not in consistent time zones no. or time places so you would have to kind of just uh hope you catch us if you're really looking forward to listening to our rambles <laughs> even worse so like hope you get a notification because apparently no one does <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got a notification one second ago that we were live, despite being live for the past five minutes. Do, do you know what's horrible about that? If anybody got a notification and starts jumping in, they missed Michael's segment. Oh, no! 
right we'll replay it <laughs> actually just watch the pod, yeah, watch the pod. <laughs> you know how to do this yeah yeah donna got it five minutes in as well so yeah twitch step up your game for our podcast what are you doing or maybe we should just have a five minute intro period where nothing happens we just sit like this are you watching yet are you watching <laughs> why won't you watch us <laughs> tell me so yeah. today we are looking at batman and robin i i'm fucking drained after watching this by the way like i forgot how dreadful that film was like i thought there was like you know redeeming features here and there but like jesus man i watched this entire thing and i was just like waiting for it to end <laughs> so... i liked it what i actually quite enjoyed it it felt like like i was watching a batman game like see if you see if you gritted this up slightly this is that is okay. every arkham game yes I, I get what you mean it has the same kind of plot it's like you know someone's kind of taken over the city we have to deploy and destroy like two bad guys yeah. and secondly this feels like a marvel film not done as good as marvel because it's just all about jokes every marvel oh, film's I... the same all the newer marvel films is all just about making as much fun as possible i don't not done as well. I don't see the, where the fun is, Chris. Like Arnie I understand ice puns the, constantly, and I, I understand that the idea behind it was to make something campy and enjoyable, kind of akin to the the sixties Batman sort of style. Because, but the thing is, it's very. I don't want to. I don't what's the word I would use. Not anachronistic, but like uh, clashing of uh, themes, whereby you've got the pretty much lifted the Batman from like Tim Burton's one, mm -hmm. right? And put it into the wrong scenario. See if Joel Schumacher just had like the balls to say, fuck it, this is a completely yeah. new Batman thing that's wacky as hell. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, because, do you know, with that, I found Arnie's Mr. Freeze quite fun. I quite liked Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy and then the stupid Bane. Do you know what ruined it? Batman was boring. Like actual, he is. Film. He has no personality no. in the entire film. No. It's like he was the part of the film that really brought it down. Like him and Robin, like their whole story of falling out, and then the the bike mm -hmm. the biker moments with uh, Batgirl. I'm just like, this doesn't. None of this needs to be here. Just give me yeah, set big like ridiculous set pieces. Well, the thing is, it should be there. There should be like some sort of uh, Bruce Wayne storyline. But there's like um. I can't even figure out what it is. For some reason, Bruce Wayne seems to have like a girlfriend. But <laughs> is, she, is she important somehow? Did nope. we know who she was? Nope. She's just there. She, so he has this girlfriend, but then he still at the same time is unable to notice that he's being manipulated into liking Poison Ivy. Hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, what? Why, did you just throw in like these little character segments here and there because you forgot that Bruce Wayne needed to be a thing? And you were like, oh shit, like, uh, he's, he's still doing his billionaire stuff over here. Yeah. Um, plot move forward, please. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, so the bits that, there were some bits of this that I actually really enjoyed. And do you know, most of it was production. The set designs yeah, like, in this were unbelievable. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing about this. If I have to say one thing positive is that the actual like set design and world building in this is 
crazy. Like, I don't know who had the scope to think of, like, some giant statue that leans out with a massive arm that connects to other skyscrapers yes. and, like, that whole segment where, like, Freeze is falling from a spacecraft to, like, yeah. freeze everything as he goes down and, like, turn everything into ice. Like, when the cops get turned to ice in the museum as well, like, all of the practical effects, all of the set pieces are so like out of this world yeah. if you know what i mean like they've, they've all got like techno neon lights yeah. with lasers and spotlights oh, it's, it's so cool everything it's just so cool because this is the first see after watching batman begins which is the mm. probably one of the best bat batman of it batman imagine <laughs> having like maybe not as ridiculous over the top but see their depiction of gotham which kind of looks mm -hmm. like judge dread see like member stacy um yeah 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 that Gotham with gritty Batman, because again, I don't like modern looking Gotham. It looks boring. It looks meh. Mm -hmm. Imagine not as over the top because you have to ground it. But see, having the statues, it's like the observatory yep. is getting held up by a giant statue, like, and I love that. The, the thing you're looking for is called the Batman the Animated Series, yes. <laughs> where they have the Art Deco stylings and all the kind of wonderful set pieces, but it's more grounded Batman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd be like, just imagine how live action it looked like that, though. I'd be so cool. But this is where the problem lies. We can literally compare this to Saturday morning kids' cartoons, and this comes off as more wacky. Yeah. Do you know what? I said that when I was watching it, but I kind of liked that. I was right into the fact that I was like, I felt like I had to go downstairs and grab a bowl of cereal when I was watching it. I, yeah. It's like, I should have I think... put my back into my pajamas sat in my bowl of cereal when this had like a toy or something next to me as I watched yes, it. Yes, you need, you need an action figure to sit next to you as well. That's the feeling that it gives you. Um, it, it is a very unique feeling, mm -hmm. but as I say, it's for me, it's at odds with what the Batman franchise was up until that point. Yeah. So taking into account that this is still the Tim Burton universe, right? Because it's, yeah. it's got an Alfred between them all, doesn't it? I think, I think so, because I'm pretty sure that that Alfred... Is at least in the last Joel Schumacher one, or is this the first? This is the second Schumacher one they did too. This is the second yeah, Schumacher yeah, yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is what I'm trying to figure out because I'm pretty sure he was in all. Of them. Or am I just getting that wrong? Like, I feel like he was. <laughs> um, I need to check that because, like, I'm actually going to look at his like IMDb right now because I, I feel like I may be just misremembering stuff. Possibly, um, but Hannah has made a good point about George Clooney he is as interesting as beige paint yep and the thing is he brings zero to this role when you think of like Bruce Wayne George Clooney mm -hmm. is a perfect Bruce Wayne and he doesn't even act like George Clooney when he's been Bruce Wayne because mm -hmm. imagine if he was the Ocean's Eleven version of George Clooney when he's Bruce Wayne yeah. that's, that's Bruce Wayne suave a bit up himself knows that he's better than everybody because he's Batman and he's got all this mm -hmm. going on but in this one, he's just like... Yep. And the worst thing about it is there's no personality shift when he becomes Batman. He's literally still just plain beige George Clooney, yeah. but standing around in a rubber costume now. Mm -hmm. Like, his motions in the movie are just, like, as static as his costume is. He does nothing. And he just... I don't. I can't even remember him actually throwing a punch in the entire film. No, I remember his stuntman changing, because that change of his stuntman... It's very obvious with him because George Clooney can't move in that suit, and he obviously have yeah. another suit that's a bit more movable. Because you see them doing flips and stuff. That I enjoyed actually. 
bat nipples. Are oh, you talking the bat nipples? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we can't talk about this film without mentioning bat nipples. Like for some reason, whoever they got in to replace uh, the costume designers from the previous Tim Burton movies has decided that every single costume in this film must have like a centerpiece around the chest area. <laughs> like Freeze has got these kind of glowing breast mm-hmm. pieces and. Everyone's got right. nipples and butts. Here's a question for you then. See that Batman suit? See if you took away some of the over-sexualized parts of it, like the nipples mm-hmm. and then the absolute perfect curved back backside and junk. Yep. Do you think they're actually quite nice looking suits outside of the, the super sexual bits? Because I... The, bat, the Batman? No. No. Batman looks ridiculous. Like, like its Robin. ears start at its neckline yeah. and it goes all the way up to about here. Whereas like... Robin suit, it's yes. It's quite cool looking, right, with the, the Robin going across. I kind of feel like that design pretty much established how most comic book artists draw Nightwing from that point on. Possibly, like, actually, because that's... Whenever I look Nightwing. at, like... Yeah, because like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's got that very much, like, the, the full chest piece that goes to the shoulders. That's, like, such a Nightwing thing yeah. with the full black body. Without the nipples, of course, because yeah. no one else does it with the nipples. I wish they gave him a green cape. Yes and no. no, I mean, like, something to define him, yeah. Yeah, not, like, really bright green, but see, like, it's almost black, but if you look at it right, it's a green cape. See that, like, really dark... Yeah, like... Forest, um, like, really dark foresty color. Dark Dark Angel paint, like, for Warhammer. (laughs) (laughs) That's my only reference for, like, a super dark green. Yes. Um, Like, something like that would be cool, but, like, at the same time, I'm not going to knock his costume because it's the best one in the entire film. Whereas when you get to, um, what's her name in this? Batgirl? Oh, is that what they're yeah. calling her? I don't know. Batgirl's costume feels like it was a complete afterthought. She has, like, you can see who it is. Yeah. Like, no person in the world, if they knew who, what's her name in this? Barbara what? Because she's not Barbara Gordon it's for some Alfred's reason. It's niece? Niece? Grandniece or something. But she's not, like, Pennyworth. So she's, like, a different family as well. Yeah. I don't know. She was, she was something. And she was raging that Alfred's a butler when it was his choice to be a butler. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apparently it's Wilson is what it's called. Barbara Wilson, right? And she she gets this costume that you could recognize her anywhere in the street. Like if someone saw her, be like, holy shit, you're, you're the Batgirl. Like I, I literally see your hair, your face. And it's just this little tiny domino mask with a bat on it. Yeah. And that's it. Nothing is left to the imagination. So... Hannah, is that a, a him poison ivy as in you liked the costume or you hated it? Because I find poison ivy's just okay. Yeah, like it, 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 think... it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. It was just like put her in a leotard. Sort of. Yeah, I think I think that like hers feels the most budget yeah. out of all of them in the film. But again, it's very iconic yeah. you know for the mad? look you... because of the hair, yeah. mostly, I think. Do you know what's yeah. mad about her costume? She didn't have just one. She had, like, three. She changed a few times. As if they went, yep. we like this one. Ah, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get her in all green. Then we like this one. We'll get her in a different thing. It was quite cool, like, watching her change. She was very much her own over-the-top character. I think the villains got more uh, time to shine as their personalities oh, in this yes. film through everything else. Because Freeze gets, like four costumes as well in this one <laughs> yeah no i love i love darnie Ness. i forgot how much he just came on set and somebody went just be you and he's like no bother but the thing is like 
this is what I don't understand because obviously they're supposed to be puns and jokes, but none of them are particularly funny and none of them seem to have any context. It's almost like he's got a like a brain injury, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like he can't he can't talk normally anymore and he has to say things in quips. Yeah. It's like he's he's got the what you call it, flipping Joss Whedon disease. Yes. But you know what? <laughs> See for me as an adult watching bad comedy like that, I couldn't help but chuckle at him because everybody around him does give him the look of Aye, alright. See, especially his wee crew. His wee crew are just like, why am I singing Christmas songs? Like, this is a question. This is a question. How did he convince all these people to become mass robbers or whatever that is mm -hmm. so that he can save his wife? Like, he's went to the, the underworld and went... I mean, I, I'm guessing it's a threat of I'll freeze you if you don't, right? I mean, like, we have to kind of establish that these guys are probably just doing everything through power, but I really found it hard to understand anyone's motivation, because, like, it starts off with this idea that he's going to rob Jules. We don't know why he's robbing Jules. We don't know why robbing Jules is important to the storyline, or why Batman and Robin feel the need to fucking capture this one piece in the entirety of the museum that's getting fucked up. Yeah. They're like, go get the gem. Why? Why do we need the gem? Someone explain this to me. Why does he have a rocket ship? Why is he shooting this thing <laughs> the moon? I love that. Like, it just keeps going. Right. Like, this is a mad bit about the moon rocket. Right? That was his mm -hmm. escape plan. So, into the head of the ge geriatric Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to escape from the Batman, who apparently I didn't know because they get introduced to him. Like, he, he apparently didn't know them until that moment. And Robin. By rocketing away. Fair enough. Over the top. Good plan. But the plan wasn't to send the rocket far away so that I could escape. The plan was that I would become a missile and then jump out with my dinky little wings. For some reason, he has, like, butterfly wings. Yes. Because that's, that's related to ice. Because right? that means if batman and robin somehow sneak their way in i'm actually going to blow it up in the middle of the air which would do nothing because he even says i'm going to set it up here and it'll be your tomb as it falls down. It's like it's going to kill hundreds of thousands of people no it's not it's really uh, not there's a good chance this is going to hit nothing well i mean it's not it's, 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 i think it wasn't supposed to explode i think yeah. the idea of it was it was supposed to freeze in space then fall to earth causing like a meteorite sort of effect it was supposed to go to near orbit and then collapse but they blow up before it gets any higher if it goes to near orbit see this is me yeah this is me trying to justify the dumbness that was happening because right? what it was it was saying thirty thousand feet and you'll stop being able to breathe and stuff well you'll start mm -hmm. freezing that way unsure if that's the case hey it happens in iron man Be because i i've watched halo jumpers right and they do wear all the mask and stuff but i'm pretty sure that they can no they've got They've got um, like, uh, breathing apparatus and um, body warmer and stuff to make sure they don't die. Right, and also on the Halo Jump stuff, because I've been watching a lot of this on Black Rifle Coffee Club, right? See when, <laughs> see when you do that, right? So say they went up, you have to do specific breathing exercises for about an hour before you go in the plane to go up to do that. Because see, if you don't, yeah. you will start convulsing and having a, a, like a, the equivalent of an epileptic fit in the corner because of the yeah. oxygen. So all of them would have been dead anyway. 
I say the Mr. Freeze because apparently he's I mean, like, not a normal. I'm not gonna. So I'm not gonna try and justify the realities on the situation, but I just want a mild attempt at an explanation as to how he has a rocket ship or why he needs a diamond or anything at all. Like he, he needs a diamond because big diamonds are better for pointing lasers at to power up his big diamond. But, dildo but he gun wasn't. Thing to... But he wasn't. His main objective in the entire fucking movie was not to freeze everything. It was to save his wife. But the reason they... Uh, I have the answer to this. He was always going to do the observatory plan because he was going to use that to hold the place hostage. He was holding Gotham hostage with the threat of going to freeze all of it. And if they didn't give him the billions for the research, he was going to freeze it. Second point to that, there was already no. hundreds of diamonds in that place. No, because remember, it's it's about halfway through the film they introduced the, oh, I thought the I, observatory, I, isn't it? Because no, no. it's, it's after the intro fight yeah, yeah, that they, yeah. they introduced the observatory. So it wasn't launched or, or made. They were finishing it as it was happening. Oh, they were finishing the, the actual observatory bit, but he was talking about holding the place ransom and saying, I'm going to freeze all of Gotham if they don't give me the money. Yeah, again, I can't understand his character's motivations because it... We're told later on in the film all he wanted to do was just find a way to save his wife and not actually be a bad guy. But he's, he seems to be coerced into being a bad guy by Poison Ivy when he's in Arkham. Like, she comes in and says, hey, if we do this, we can, like, fuck over everyone. And he's like, ah, fine, I'll do it. Because my wife's, you know, now apparently dead or whatever I, these, I, they were faking. Yeah, because Poison Ivy kills her. And then at the very end, Batman goes, I get to do my end part before the end. This is great. He goes, she's not dead, we found her. Went, yeah, but the whole idea was if you turn that machine off, she would basically die instantly because she's yep. the way she's been frozen or whatever. Yeah, because she's kept in a perfect state yeah. of when she, like, to, before thing gets to worse. To be fair, yep. he could have made all his money. I like how we're getting into this conversation about the film. Not about the film, we're talking about like this. It's philosophical, yeah. right, okay. Right, so, see that, what, however he made that substance to put uh -huh. her in a state of suspended animation this isn't just like going under this is full on suspense she will not decay nothing mm -hmm. will change about it. she could be there for a hundred years and be fine why didn't you just go to get some grants because you obviously knew secondly you already had some form of cure for the disease that she had you would be given you would have been throwing money at you yeah so yep <laughs> i can't i can't actually explain it other than the fact that i think it's better explained in other versions of Mr. Freeze, yeah. whereby he he does go insane after like experimenting on himself to figure out the the cryogenic process. That would have been a cooler way to go, actually, because they yeah. kind of hinted at the the, the falling in. All they had to do was that same week kind of footage moment, but mm. it's him injecting himself with like the the fluid to see if this helps keep you yeah. good, and then eventually it fucks his mind. But like. There's also this idea throughout the film that he says that his heart's now frozen over and he, he can't feel anything, but yet he's the most emotional character in the entire <laughs> film who only cares and loves about yeah. his, his wife. Whereas next to Batman, who's like, I'm Batman. Let's punch these bad guys. Yes. Like, and the, the, the cold stone-faced joke that he makes later on when Barbara turns up as Batgirl, he's like, she knows her secret. Well, I'll have to kill her then. <laughs> like, you know, like, that was... moment isn't even a joke. He's just like, seriously, let's fucking kill this bitch. Like, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, like, PG rating doesn't 
it did fuck this over as well because like it's a decline if you watch yeah. it for the batman films they start out as an 18 i'm pretty sure um the original tim burton batman was rated 18 at the time mm -hmm. and then got downgraded over the years to a 12 i think okay. because it's no longer what we hold a benchmark for that batman returns was a 15 right and then batman forever was your 12 rated i think it was even less when it came around to it. yeah still 12 rated and then the pg version that we got with uh mr freeze you know and all that garbage i think that film i'm kind of glad it messed it up because i don't i think if it didn't we wouldn't have got christopher nolan's version yes because it like, needed because it needed the break it did. Like, a lot of people were actually quite surprised between the distance between the two movies of, like, uh, Joel Schumacher's... Was it 1997 for the end of Batman and Robin, and then it was, like, 2000 and what for Batman Begins? Like, it was quite early on. Was it not five or something like that? Unsure. Let's see if I can find this um, quickly. Batman... Hang on. I'll get it. 2005. Yeah, I got it right. Right, okay. Right. So 2005, so that's like, I mean, if you think about it, in the 90s, movies stayed around for a long ass time. Like, you know, you had like, they were in the cinemas for up to like six months at a time. You had home video releases, which would stay around for the next like two years on top of that. And then all of a sudden someone's like, oh, we're making a new Batman. What? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was the like, fuck people over. But now we get a Batman reboot every three weeks. I know, right? God. It's mad to think since the end of the Dark Knight, we've had three different, including the Dark Knight version of them, we've had three different versions of Batman in under 10 years. That's yeah. kind of nutty to think about. Like, the other ones had a cohesive style. And that's not including like other things we've had in between, yeah. like cartoons, comics, movies, and stuff like that, and so many things. I wonder, what if you've got like, the people who actually make the films, right? Mm -hmm. To make a film to do the actual on, on set making it, but went to the DC animated studio for the writers <laughs> and their directors. Like, have they, now you know people, yeah, like, get... tell us how to make this really cool action scene and, like, they'll be like, oh, you do it this way, and then they just impart that knowledge onto, like, a stunt director yeah. or something else. Yeah. That'd be that cool. That would be awesome, right? Because it's like, um, a wee bit off topic on it, I was watching a uh, kind of how they made an anime that I watch called God of High School, which is this weird martial art tournament. And the, the way they done it to make it look real was it was all motion captured and then exaggerated in post to make it anime. Right. I'm just sitting going, I wonder if they could do shit like that. See, like having, see when they get to the CGI bits of it, where when you where, mm. where, say you want Batman to do a bit more cartoony Batman-esque stuff, mo-cap it and then CGI it instead of doing the way that I see them feeling like they're doing stuff last was they do the real stuntmen and then full-on cgi rig person instead of going why don't we just shove them in a thing way in a mocap room well i mean this film did, did the right thing in hiring like what seemed to be ballet dancers yeah. or something to be there so the fights looked a bit more over the top everyone was doing backflips like it was a backstreet boys um music video i love but... the wire work i actually really yeah, kind of cool kind of enjoyed that of um, like watching Mr. Freeze jump off of something and then just fly for a yeah. minute. Just like, 
I am in an old Hong Kong um, kung fu film. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I just wish they'd gone full in, yeah. like on that nonsense, because like the nonsense is really well executed. Like it's like someone studied how to make it look as cartoony as fuck, yeah. but just put it into the wrong the wrong scenario. Like the ice hockey but, scene. They played ice yeah, hockey it's with all... a diamond. Backflips and everyone knows how to like apparently play hockey. It's all just fucking crazy ass shit. Like, I just wish they'd like double down on it. Put the fucking you know sock pal whap. Every now and then they actually had those sound effects, like the really over the top version of it. But they were like, but they were sporadic. They weren't consistent. Yeah. Then they just went into like normal kind of like Hong Kong sounding sound effects of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I was going to say, uh, Hannah, based on what you just said there about the the multiverse type thing, that almost happened. Oh. That actually almost happened. Tim Burton was uh, working on a Superman film with Nicolas yes! Cage as Superman. Dope, dope. And they were going to be set in the same um, dark Batman universe uh, that he'd created. But uh, someone looked at it and went, what the fuck is this shit? And it got shit canned. And that's how Joel Schumacher appeared um, to do the third and fourth movie. There's a problem with touching Superman, I think. I think everybody's got this romanticized version of Christopher Reeve's Superman. Mm. That See, if you try and do anything okay. outside of that version of Superman, everybody goes, uh, even though Superman's the most boring character in the whole thing, and they need to stop going. Well, the thing that was going to be cool about that was that he was going for like Brainiac as a villain, like, and it was going to be like a like a Unicron style like oh, so big good. orb yeah. of like death and stuff, and it was going to have like kind of Cthulhu mythos style stuff put into it, and it was going to be crazy like that. But literally, everyone just went, "No, thank you." Again, <laughs> please, no. Do you want another department of DC that do really well for doing stories like this? The Injustice games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm not gonna lie, like that kind of stuff is like gets the idea between like kind of campy DC stuff and like wacky multiverse, yeah. like actual proper comic book stuff. It's so cool because I have watched um, the Injustice one and two games as mm -hmm. movies. You can find on YouTube where people have just put in just all the cutscenes and see that film. Granted, it's an eleven-hour film. Is brilliant, though. They have more character and name than most people in this have. Like, Harley yeah. Quinn's very Harley Quinn, but not so over the top that you're like, I can't listen to you anymore. She seems like a person. The Joker feels like a bad bastard. Like, he actually feels like a bit of a, an actual horrible person. Yeah. Batman has his wee funny moments, because he is really serious when he has his funny moments. It's great, and I'm like, just just, just look at your other mediums, because they seem to got their shit together. I mean that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, I think the, the Batman animated series proved the right formula, and people have been trying to replicate it since and failing left, right, and center. You know, it's, it's really odd how because I feel like Batman. We all know Batman now, like from the comics. We, mm -hmm. I think even I could write a really shit but decent enoughly written Batman esque film because I know Batman's personality now. But it seems to be the people. I think. When we're thinking about this film, yeah. you have to take into account that this was probably not something that someone sat down and wrote. Because no. this is studio execs saying, 
we we were we were promised the third Batman film and a fourth Batman film and a fifth Batman film. Please churn out something right now, and they'll also be sitting there like, we need more villains. Get three of them in there and as many scenes as possible, and like, and someone's tasked with going, fucking hell, right? How am I going to turn this? action figure advert into an actual oh, yeah. piece of cinema this was all just based to make toys like everything about like the the, the only reason you would get arnold schwarzenegger to play mr freeze in that costume is because that's is a toy sitting in front of you he has the body shape of most toys yep and poison ivy's we look giving her multiple looks so you can have multiple toys having the, toys. Two, the yep. two different batman looks with the black and silver that fucking black and yeah. silver one, man. Oh, it literally was like every action figure we'd seen up until that point, yeah. where they're like, "It's Night Operation Batman" <laughs> or "Ice Zone Batman." Yes. <laughs> Do you know the one thing I did quite like? I liked all their equipment, so like the batarangs and stuff. I thought they were pretty nifty. I thought they were that fucking intro sequence, yeah. right? Where it spends up to like fifty minutes. I'm pretty sure they put their belts on twice. Yes. Like I can't. It's like. And they grab stuff off the wall, all the accessories, all the batarangs, and they're loading them onto themselves, and you're just like, stop. Do you know what that was, right? See the double belt thing? Is yeah, yeah. They did Batman getting dressed, and then they went to Robin, and then obviously never felt Robin doing his belt, so they just used Batman's belt. <laughs> did they? Yes. Is that what it was? Because I felt like I saw it twice. Yeah, because I... it's like there's another example of that in this where um there's the fight between Poison Ivy and Batgirl, yeah. right? And Robin gets thrown into the water, like at the beginning of the fight. And obviously, someone realized in post that the fight goes on for too long. And by that point, if he was still under the water, he'd be dead, right? <laughs> so they put in this, they put in this scene of when he gets out of the water, yeah. right? But they immediately reverse it so he goes back <laughs> under. And this is halfway through the Batgirl fight, so that they can remind people that he is. Not drowning, and he's also still here, but is just trying to struggle his way back out. It looks so fucking janky. It's hilarious. Oh, that is too good. Oh, oh man, it's this film. Yeah, like I, it kills me. You know, I think though the reason I had so much fun with this film is in the last two days I have watched two very serious documentaries, and I think this yeah, yeah. was such a palate cleanser that I couldn't see the flaws the same. As I normally would, and I think that's what it Whereas, is because it's just very—it's so bombastic that I was just happy to have bombasticness. Yeah, I think for me it was kind of like it was so like vapid of content. It, I felt hard to keep my attention. If you know what I mean, like I was sitting there going, kind of drifting off every two seconds because I'm just like, man, this just keeps fucking going it and and nothing is like even happening i don't care about the characters or what they're doing or why they're doing anything and it just keeps introducing more and more elements and you're just like fuck yeah. me just stop it's a it's an hour and a half film being dragged out to two hours as well like that should never have been a two-hour movie by any stretch no. of the imagination like even i was noticing that towards the end like see when we got to the observatory stuff i was done before before we got there i was just like this is a half hour fight. Yeah. When it's not a because fight, it goes like it's just like so much stuff happening in that half hour at the end. You're just like, 
it is kind of like an electrocardiograph when you, when you if you looked at the the movie because it goes like um introduction beep peak immediately goes straight to mr freeze fight then it dips for no fucking reason introduces poison ivy two seconds later dips again to do the fucking observatory shit then it peaks back up for another like big action scene and then it just keeps going it's like oh bane's here now and everything else is here now and it just keeps going but he's now in jail oh no he's out of jail and now it's back to poison ivy doing nothing but now we're going to fight poison ivy she just kind of doesn't die off screen and then let's yeah. it comes back to their fight see, the only just... thing i liked about that going to so many places was we got to see so many places yes more of the good yeah, set design in gotham see, you got to arkham they were like i love their look at arkham because it was basically dracula's castle they went we're going to go mm. with dracula for the arkham mr freeze is in a bit it's the same with the games they're always in a hideout where you go why has nobody noticed that the joker's in them it's a big clown face He's hiding in the clown factory. <laughs> Mr. Freeze is in a yep. giant snow uh, derelict. <laughs> clown factory? <laughs> Where we make the clowns. Yes. Mr. Freeze is in like a snowman factory thing. And then... Do you know what's a weird one? The neon gang. Neon gang was the best part, man. That guy it's like was a... terrifying looking. Do you know who he looked like? If he didn't have the mm -hmm. makeup on? Nomak from Blade 2. See, like the main other vampire yeah. had that vibe of him. I thought that might have been the same actor because it looked the fucking spit of him. No idea. I would need to like figure out what that character was called who's not even got a name in that yeah. fucking film. <laughs> but it's, I love that kind of idea. It's like he just, they just turn up to this random place and you're like, what's this got to do with anything? Are they going to take over this gang and then those gangs are going to be the Poison Ivy gang? No, they just walk in and kick the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, and that's it guys that base is not going to be used for like a climactic fight unless that's what we're supposed to assume the poison ivy base was which looked nothing like it uh, do you know what i think it's meant, meant to be because the idea is like they pulled the pipes out to flood oh they put the, the, the water bit in so that was that place but it's unrecognizable it's pretty much fully unrecognizable <laughs> the ronald mcdonald house yes, yeah that's, that's, but that's, that's i love game. I love it though when they walk in and there's like the the laser beam lights and all oh, that kind of so stuff just to show off how like fucking badass it is. What is it? Who had a music video like that quite recently? I'm sure it was. I, I say quite I recently. Know, I just think it was probably someone when else. I think light, uh, lasers like that. That's so... Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> that gang reminded me of a Predator game because I always bring it back. Remember Predator Concrete Jungle? Uh, PS2 game. Oh, the PS2 game, right? Okay, I was trying to think of the film, oh, but no, like, no, no yes. Oh, that was right. a film that would be banging. Uh, it's like the gang that steals the Predators' invisible cloaks because they. I'm pretty sure they were all kind of neony and like that, and kind of Rastafarian, but a neon version of them. Very cool. Very cool. That was a banging okay. game, by the way. That is like how you do a Predator <laughs> game. Just what I put out there. Are we bringing that out of a Predator yeah, again? Yeah. Uh, no, Arnie <laughs> was a Predator. There's my segue. <laughs> but um. If you've uh, ever played any of the games based around the uh, Batman and Robin, oh. they are all fucking garbage. Have you ever played a movie tie-in game that's been good? I'm I'm trying. Give me, <laughs> give me. A... No, no. I, I don't. Off the top of my head, no. I can, I can. Oh, the thing. 
on PS2. It's not a movie tie-in game. It was just made fucking years yeah. later, but it's really yeah. good. Because I always think see when they do this, because the Iron Man game that was actually linked to the Iron Man film, same with the Thor 2, I think it yep. would be Thor 2 when they did that. It's just like, did you just go... Hey, Thomas has got a point. The, the side-scrolling beat-em-up of Batman Returns, that had amazing graphics that had, like, really cool gameplay. That was oh, quite cool. Go, the Lion King game. No, fuck no, off. That's a you hard, play that right that's now. The that's the hardest that's a game torture. ever. Like, that is so difficult. It's like, I played Dead Cells, which is this kind of roguelite, maybe really difficult game. It ain't got fucking shit on the Lion King game. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Apparently, the the Punisher game that came out for the Thomas Jane version of Punisher was actually really okay. good. But I never played it. It was on Xbox, like normal Xbox, yeah, if you know what I mean. I never had normal Xbox. I was always intimidated by the, I've got one. By the, the sheer size of that thing. I was like, the, the magnitude yeah, of that controller. Like, oh, that's, that's out of my, my vibe. Because I, I but, never got to play um, Elder Scrolls Morrowind because of that. Yeah. There is. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen. That's basically like your bread and butter. Oblivion was my, my jump off, you know. Um, I was going to say. The, one of the Batman and Robin games that uh, came out was for the PS1, and it's actually kind of like a almost a prototype for Grand Theft Auto games. Nice. It's got like full 3D free roaming around the city and driving vehicles and stuff, yeah. but it's so fucking janky oh, yeah. and terrible. <laughs> like, it doesn't work, but it looks cool as yeah. fuck. Um, Do you know what's really cool about the Grand Theft Auto games, since we're just going completely off topic here, is how that became a thing. It was actually a racing game, but the police could chase you. It was just like something mm. happened in it where you could break the law and the police came in, but the game was broken, and the police would try and ram you off the road. And they yep. went, that's a cool fucking idea for a game. And then that's how the top-down kind of running away from the police game came about. I was like, mad to think, your game didn't work. And it became the biggest <laughs> franchise in the world. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of sounds like Rockstar yeah. and their entire career path from now on. <laughs> if you tried to play GTA Online. <laughs> oh Every time I go back to that, yeah. I realise it's like, I am the freaking noob of that game. Yeah. When you, you jump into it and you're just like, why has everybody got helicopters and jets and whatnot? And I'm just like, I just want a wee yellow car. A wee yellow car. I've always had this um, ritual Driver was good. Um, for GTA Online any of them mm-hmm. that i always get a yellow estate car and that's my first car that i get and i keep it forever that's kind of weird i, I did, it as, a, I I did it. as a joke once on like the heist one of the heists and everybody was raging at me and i went well anytime i make a new character that's my first car and i love it it's gonna have the bright yellow estate yeah, <laughs> so good so good uh, but i don't know like I, i'm trying to think of 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 other good things to say about this film, but I'm, I'm kind of come up with nothing. It looks pretty. It's funny to watch. Um, it's not funny for the right reasons. No. Do you know what I'm kind of hopeful for? It's legendary. It is. It's like, you have to watch it. It's like, it's one of those really bad films. It's not so bad, it's good. It's just one of those bad films that was so iconic for how terrible it was that you need to kind of see it. Um, see with the new Robert Patterson, Batman. Mm-hmm. And the idea of coming to Glasgow yeah. and they did some of the stuff in Glasgow. Sadly, they're not coming back. But the idea of getting this more gothic-looking Gotham, like it's not going to be as gothic and mental as this one. But the idea of going back to that slightly would be cool. Well, it had the face-painted gangs. Yeah. 
Like, it was like almost close to the neon gang. See if they actually shone a UV light on them. They might look mm. pretty similar. So, like, I like that it's got those aspects to it. You can see it in the set design that there's like, it's not 100% real world. Like, there's kind of funky extra tech thrown on top yeah. of it, which I'm digging. Oh, no, totally and I kind of want to see that that art deco feel and kind of weird, yeah. like, uh, the big, gothic architecture the, and stuff the big as well. Thing about Batman, is okay. Batman himself isn't the most well he is ridiculous over the top but compared to other super he isn't the thing that makes him over the top is gotham out of all mm-hmm. the cities outside of the kind of fantasy almost s cities gotham is the most over the top city and like the dc star set star yeah. city i think it's called a metropolis they feel like normal cities they just feel like but they're like the weird thing is they're advanced technology and they're all like kind of like prosperous and maybe moving a bit forward they've got their problems yeah. here and there but then gotham is just like it's like the forgotten city yeah. that no one fucking gives a shit about and there's only one guy who's there to fight yeah, it and, and it's know? really cool because it's like because of the corruption and the crime their architecture and their world their city got built completely differently because it felt like yeah. it was a world run by not very good people well, and i like it i love it felt like it never evolved yes. that was the idea is like it, it stuck in the like the 40s yeah. or something like that like no one decided to come in and build a starbucks down the road because they're like we're gonna get burnt <laughs> out in two weeks by the mobsters exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. but yeah so robert passman i'm looking forward to um and i don't really have much else to say about batman and robin i i feel like i feel bad for joel schumacher that's what i want to say right the guy isn't a terrible director, right? He's done some all right things in his time, but he <laughs> he shouldn't have taken the job. No one should have taken the job after Tim Burton. It should have just been left where it was, and that would have been it, right? Yeah. We didn't need two more Batman films no. just so you can sell action figures. Like, come on. So, Freya was saying Batman's not a mutant. He's just a guy with gad- with awesome gadgets. I think we need to jump in on that because when you look at what Batman physical feats can do, he can leg press basically the world record and run like a 100 meter sprinter. He can do some of the most ridiculous athletic feats ever by humans. He's a world record holder for everything at this point. Dude is not a human. Dude's a fucking alien but doesn't realise he is yet. That's, That's my take on Batman. But that's again like that's the issues with this film yeah. in particular, where they do not make any attempt to humanize Bruce Wayne. No. They just he's just elevated above us in some fucking platform that yeah. we can't touch. He doesn't even look like he works out. It looks like just some guy's da, <laughs> and somehow he's got all these fucking powers. He's bad you know? He's that vine. Sorry, bad da. Um, <laughs> he is basically a, a absolute method. Here's an interesting thing about him. Somebody did studies on his training regime to become Batman. Mm-hmm. Yes, it could be done. It can actually you could train as Batman trains and be Batman. You could be Batman. <laughs> but your joints would be fucked within a year. Yep. And secondly. He, the reason he gets out around a lot of stuff is he had to basically, as a 10 year old mind, teach himself how to speed read and take information in that way. He also had to put himself on a sleep cycle where he has eight power naps so he could be up all night so that he goes into REM sleep every time he closes his eyes. Which, Wait, so he's more Catman than Batman? He is basically the fucking yogi man. 
like like he does like intense yep. meditations that get him into REM sleep when he tries to go to sleep so he can sleep for 20 minutes which is equivalent of our like maybe four hours of our sleep cycle so what you're saying is if you want to be batman you better have a trust fund because you ain't gonna hold down nope, a normal job nope, exactly that's exactly it it's like um that sleep cycle thing is really interesting they did studies on it it is possible as a possible thing, yep. but it takes about 10 years to be able to get yourself to that point, and it takes strict meditation practices, strict sleeping practices, because you're forcing your body to not act in a natural way. So yeah. everything about and Batman is actually is a proper superhero. And that's why Ben Affleck's Batman was the best Batman, because when you see him like <laughs> going back to the Batcave, he basically just sits down and goes... Yep, yes, yes fucking hell man yeah. <laughs> like, he looks like he's gonna grab a bottle of scotch at any second and just pour it into his eyes to forget what he's done for the day <laughs> like that's that's kind of what i want to see from Batson as well because i feel like that's that's the look it's going for yeah. and it kind of you see him he looks he looks fucked yeah. like even when he's supposed to be out in public doing his bruce wayne things oh, he's like Hurt. yeah he's because he's like i have not <laughs> slept in three days <laughs> yeah but definitely they should do that but the only thing... Down a throat punch? Sure. Um, <laughs> what, a, what an offer. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> um, but that's what I kind of like to put Christian Bale's Batman. Uh, see, with, within the three films, you realise that the time scale of it is Batman begins to the Joker is roughly about two years, two or three years, mm -hmm. and then he's done because his knees are gone, his shoulders gone, he can barely move, he walks with a cane because it's like 10 years later, it's like, yeah, you've you destroyed your body. And he has to actually get things to help him. And he's fit, he looks weaker. He actually, even when, before we have the Bane fight, where he gets looked as if he's shit, he looks physically weaker and he needs to use his gadgets just to kind of stack up to, like, normal guys. Yeah. It's quite cool. I like that. I like the idea of that. Yeah, Christopher Nolan's one had that nice progression. Unfortunately, just, like, the plots got away from yeah. him. And just, yeah. Shame. Because I quite like the third one of that for all the other bits, but not the main story. <laughs> don't worry it's also my life it's like i did yoga today and i couldn't get up afterwards because my back went out at the end and i just lay on the floor going i'm going to meditate <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do if if getting severe head injuries was a superpower <laughs> then you'd be <laughs> that guy forget my name man <laughs> guy man yeah. i'm basically i'm basically um, jackie chan from who am i every couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we're going to be moving on to the good batman films Return. oh, batman returns yes. next yeah which Yay. will probably not be next week for everybody to know because of work situations yep yeah, they'll be <laughs> whenever it happens so before i just get into my normal blethering before we finish up i'll, I'll give you a rundown of this we won't be on a strict schedule anymore because real life has sadly came crawling back like a little weasel. It's came in and it was like, mm -hmm. oh, you need to make money and work and bleh. I'm like, ah, fuck you, let me live in a mountain with internet. <laughs> so Yes, universal basic credit. Yes, whoop, whoop, whoop. No. <laughs> basic income even. No, not credit. Yeah, ah, income. It's the wrong universal one. Universal <laughs> basic income. I know, we're yeah. the worst for needing to go back and have lives outside of sitting still on the computer screens. Um, yep. But because of that, we we will be 
doing the Twitch thing, probably. It's one of the things. It might not be as regular. And But everything we do will be on Spotify now and YouTube. Preferably yep. Spotify, because who wants to sit and listen, watch us blether for an hour and a half outside of seeing it live? Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of it. Yeah, you don't want to like sit and like stare at our faces for an entire hour on YouTube, being like, "Pure, are they going to do anything?" Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. The answer is no. no. So, um, <laughs> this ain't the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everything's on Spotify. I'll start throwing out the the links to that Spotify a lot more through Twitter and everything. But go for go drop stuff all on Spotify. Before we wrap up, have you watched anything else this week? Is there anything else interesting you have watched? uh the boys came back so i started watching the first episode of that um but I'm not going to discuss yeah. anything about it in case people haven't seen it but yeah it. like that shows that shows pretty good like uh yeah they keep a consistent tone and i'm very glad that they are departing as much as they can from garth ennis's books because let's face it garth ennis is a fucking freak yes. show um and everything he does turns into getting slapped in the face of a horse cock like that's that's his projection <laughs> so um, like take his concepts take his cool ideas and just fucking run with it like and get the fuck as far away from him as you can yes. so that's quite cool is it is that really been that then for you has it just been the boys um oh my god i'm trying to actually think what i've actually spent my time doing uh, <laughs> i mostly end up watching garbage on youtube because i don't have time in my day to do anything it happens i'm really good like that yeah I watched. I watched the Social Dilemma, which is a new documentary on Netflix, and it made me delete my social medias from my telephone. Nice. I still have them because it's a way for me to do promoting and stuff like this. But it went more into not about this whole data and things like that. It's about ethical uses of these technologies because there's a really nice quote at the beginning. There's only two industries that call the people that use their products users drug dealers in the tech industry <laughs> which is pretty fucking frightening when you think about it that way right as as is it their fault or is it tron's fault i fight for the users yes, but <laughs> the thing for me with it was it was more about the way it uses algorithms, not so much to steal your data. They went, your data is not actually the important bit. It is the way that is using it to change your behaviors and the way you think about things because it will give you rabbit yep. holes. And that's, it was, it was really insightful. It was really good to watch. We are all in the technological age, guys. Sad to say. Well, here's the downside that I don't normally know if they touched upon in your documentary is the idea that, uh, there is no other alternative though like no. because all the media you'll get in print nowadays is based off of stuff that was read online yeah. they will not actually do any kind of like proper research yeah. or investigative journalism you will only ever hear the same information regardless yeah. but the other option you have is to cut yourself off yeah. completely and in that state you don't know what's going exactly. on anywhere at any point um, they, did, they <laughs> so. did actually touch on that because what they were talking about is See, because it's all done by algorithms of where things come from and information. Mm. They got a really interested bit about information, what I'll touch on in a second, is a fake story is six times more likely to circulate through Twitter than real news because a fake story has got more of a chance of a click. 
and that click mm-hmm. going through the algorithm sets the algorithm off to promote that more to promote it more with a real story because realistically mm-hmm. real news most of the time is an extreme it's small things that you, when you look into it will lead to bigger things because that's journalism you don't get to know the big baddie at the top doing the stuff you get to know some of the low stuff that you can start filling in the gaps but in clickbaity yep. news thing the big baddie did this in the background and we all know the information no you don't that's not how that works if that was the case they would have been destroyed 50 years ago you know but it's all media companies yeah. that are the ones that are exactly these big baddies and they're the ones that are controlling yeah. the narrative yeah. to f- make you rise up and fight against x y and z because x y and z is owned by another exactly. media conglomerate that they want to destroy so yeah so with the regards to- just do fucking nothing yeah. like <laughs> that's the thing again with regards to information and talking about people on the other side of the fence from you because it went what's happened in this is we we all most people whether what they might or not are some form of centralist you're either centralist left or centralist like right so what happens is you'll have more leftist views and you'll be able to understand and see the other side same way a lot of people who see right to left right what's mm-hmm. happened because of the internet and because of the way things like facebook and twitter can alter elections nowadays because of these things you're getting extremes of both sides winning elections so you've got none of the the real feelings of the people in the middle because everyone's behavior is getting changed to go one way or the other there's no in, in between there's no discourse and it's not even like these people are bad they're usually kind loving normal people who have been given nothing but information that suits their narrative to the point that they are in their own wee bubble that they can't come yep. out of, that they become defences, because imagine getting told you're fucking stupid and everything that you think and believe is wrong. You're never going to talk. And it's both sides, and it's mind-blowing. And I had to just delete everything and go fucking lie down for 10 minutes. So, basically, this happened to me when I was 12, when I played uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. Because they actually explained that that's going to happen to us, and they said that we're all going to be in a societally selected like bubble, whereby you'll be told what they call truths. Yeah. Because there'll be multiple truths, and you yeah. will each know your own truths, and then you'll find Holy out what fuck. you want. Yeah, I got told that when I was a kid, and I just went, oh, great, so I can't trust anything anymore, and that's uh, how the world yeah. ends up. It's exactly how we are, yeah. and we can't do anything about it. Yeah! But that, that, Obey. That, that, that was what you were saying <laughs> at the end of it. It was going, an algorithm, because it's, that's the main point. It's the, the people that have built the algorithms is the main problem here, because the algorithms run itself now, because that's the point mm-hmm. of the algorithm. That can't tell the difference between truth and fake because that doesn't matter. Yep. And also, uh, Freya, no, uh, the solution isn't to not to give a shit. It's the because that's what they want. They want full, complete apathy from everyone in the universe. So they are very moldable and very controllable. That's how it works. But unfortunately, um, trying to know what causes to back or is very difficult like and which ones will actually get you to the right path i think the only actual real thing that would work would be anarchy because therefore it's not following a cause and not following something that can be manipulated but that's just not something we're going to ask anyone to do (laughs) this is my take on a lot of things like that is to take even horrible people's thoughts and horrible people's tweets and things with a pinch of salt because what happens is mm-hmm. that's a thought a second thought that's went through someone's head and they thought i'm going to fucking tweet this out 
it doesn't matter if it gets a million likes or whatever or that that is a thought in a world of seven billion people's thoughts you know because the fact is they'll be given shit information and they're building their life on it and then we don't have discourse i think the way you get through all this is kindness and talking like actually talking to people because we all shout at each other but, but that's the the problem is we can't figure out who invented the false truths in the first exactly. place and who who was responsible for spreading the misinformation <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. It just keeps going and going and going. I was on my phone and missed how he's got onto this. Because Chris watched something and fucked us up, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> right I'm have a... Stop watching stuff, Chris. I'll go as a minority of third world country plus by a look in the world despite how life is. Do you know what? Kind of, yeah. In that way, it's like I think a disconnect for, from it and a I certainly because you can't completely disconnect because if you do it actually hinders your progress in the first world countries it does it's a part mm-hmm. of our life but some form of disconnect where you don't live on it because we talked about depression and kids did you know not as many kids in america are doing their driving lessons because they're depressed by the way social media you have to put your best self forward especially with a lot of younger mm-hmm. kids now so because of that what happens is they don't take risks because taking a risk means that you could get ridiculed, you could get made fun of, you could get outcasted from the group, which directly affects stuff like driving's a risk. It's a scary prospect to learn to drive, especially when you're younger, more so when you're older because you're an idiot like me didn't do when he was younger because I know death is coming. <laughs> right? Yes, death is coming. Yes. <laughs> it's stuff like that and it's just it's, it's all this kind of linked in about how to move forward, which is the big thing to take from it. And another documentary I watched was about masculinity, which was very interesting and made me cry. But I don't want to get... Did his job Yeah, then? no, it did. <laughs> it, was, it was talking about yeah. the man-up culture and how that yeah. breeds into rape culture and how it breeds into a lot of things of anything. Basically, see the kind of empathy, emotional side of you. When the minute you get to like about five or six, that is seen as a weak trait. And that yep. weak trait is linked to females, to a lot, of, a lot of fathers and older horrible people. They're not even horrible. They've just been, they've been raised the same way, and it fucking, and then that ends up making them memetics. Yeah. And then that <laughs> ends up making a breed of kids who see women as lower creatures when we are all the yep. same creature. And it's it was it was beautiful and horrible because it gave you the statistics and stuff, but it was about these people that are trying to push forward and change that. Yeah. thing and kids because it needs to start at kids because by the time they catch them it really 18, does. it's too late they've already done something yeah. horrible and it also just like um like it basically just represses your ability for self-expression or like to actually just even grow like it basically says you must fit into this one mold and if you don't fit into this one mold then you have failed at everything and you're a disappointment to everyone you know exactly so i agree with hannah yeah. on this one the one thing in life that's free is love. That's how you actually, it's cheesy, but that's actually how you fix the world. Because once you start actually being able to love people that you, sh- by all rights, shouldn't, because they're yeah. horrible, you can start empathising. And the minute you start empathising, you can get to see the root of their problem. Because you can't see, yeah, I don't know why I'm knife-handing, like, oh, fucking politician yeah. knife-handing. Uh, it's hard to do. Politician knife-handing? Yeah. I thought you were doing the T-1000 <laughs> knife-handing. <laughs> but, like, there is like this idea of, like, extremes in today's culture where you have like the, the idea of cancelling people for their thoughts and views but the probably that the reality of it is their thoughts and views were not really established by them at their core they were just manipulated into feeling that way so again if you hate 
instead of educate, you fail. Your your whole purpose should be not to silence or attack people. It should be to tell them why they're wrong and hope that they will see the light because that's the only option that you have. Like if you if you decide if you know someone who says something that's racist, for example, right? Okay, and you know that that's a bad action, and you your immediate reaction to that person is to hate them. But at the same time, you have to realize that they probably live in a family household where they have heard, heard nothing else but this context for the rest of their life. So if you could be that one person who reaches out to them for the first time and says, hey, that's not what you're supposed to do. And that's just fucking awful. Like, how about you talk to them about it and let them understand? Because maybe they could go back to their family and help change their mind on why they've been this way. And then we can just spread that sort of thing across instead of just telling someone that they should go fucking die. Like, that's the wrong approach. See, saying that to someone is you're basically being the ist that, that they are because their ist is the exact same thing of that person isn't me, so go fucking die. You telling them that just reinforces their view. Yep. Um, cause I, Sorry, that's got off, off. It's no longer Batman and Robin, people. Yeah. It's the... <laughs> I, I know. I, I don't know why. It's on my head at the moment. I, I like to have a chat about it. And I th- I'm quite enjoying the our chat talking about it as well free love yeah. is wonderful especially if you're polyamorous pansexual panic and free love is wonderful cool yeah um my mum is racist she is my mum a wee bit too yeah yeah, yeah. i mean a wee bit it definitely yeah. is then because no, no, uh, you can't be a wee no, bit you have to be is, one or the other she <laughs> is and me and donna's went down and she talks about things like and the way she does it is not defending her she's brought in a way that she has words that used in a way that she doesn't realize how demeaning they are so when we go to the chinese that's not the word she used when we go (laughs) no no i'm not going to say them obviously when she goes to the corner shop that's not the word she uses and her attitude is i'm trying to explain this to to her is um she goes they they don't mind what i say it i mean it's not that they don't mind they're been brought up in this area and they've worked here since like the 80s they know that it's not worth their time getting angry at you anymore because they know that you don't mean anything by it but it still probably fucking hurts and trying to explain mm-hmm. that and this is the argument that gets me a wee bit riled up it's the only one that gets me but well i'm setting my ways that's when i get a bit angry and i don't mean to get angry at my mum because she's a lovely beautiful woman but that is that attitude is what's caused almost everybody in the world to be whatever ist that they are yep. the younger generation i have a lot more empathy for because you've been told that you've actually just been had that force fed to you by people who should know better but with the older generation it's like you've got you're a grown-up you know you can change that's the point of being a grown-up you, they know it's wrong yeah. that's the fucking problem and they just keep at it but they just because they can't think for yeah. themselves anymore they don't want to it's like when they say like they can't be bothered re- uh, like learning a computer and it's like you're just being fucking like ignorant it's, 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 <laughs> is it's what you're doing here's a question for you see when you were younger and being a guy did you ever get told by um family members friends or even just like even certain teachers to man up or act like a man like have you ever been told by a, this is a weird one as well to add to this have you ever been told by a girl to man up or act like a man yeah, yeah. i mean like it's 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 a 
it's a massive part of my life because let's face it i am not a man right <laughs> this is just this is not who i am as a person i am just whatever like and i don't give a fuck about masculinity and stuff but yeah i've been told millions of times that i need to change who i am to suit other people's ideals of what they should expect that's quite interesting because very different probably takes on this how did you deal with getting told that like if I know it's a long time ago, but how did you how did you deal with getting told that? Did it make you angry? Did you get sad? Like, or did you just not get um, fuck because you have that kind of air of? Generally, like the, the the only thing it ever seems to do for me is just like instigate uh, a challenge or an argument, yeah. like as such. Like I used to get annoyed by stuff, and now I just don't actually care what people ever say about me. Um, it used to like, you know, I find it demeaning. A lot of the time when people like uh, attack your character and who you are, I shouldn't not have to like live up to someone else's standards just yeah. because that's what they expect of me. Do you know what? Bravo. You are a bigger person than I am. When I was younger, uh, I won't lie, I was not a nice person. I was a bit of a bully in that and 90% of it was because if you didn't solve your problems by fighting, you were, sorry to everybody out there because it's the only way to, you were a pussy. And that was my life, and I got the shit kicked out of me so many times because of it, because mm -hmm. if I got punched in the face, that means I need to fight with you. If someone disagreed with me, I need to fight with you. And the worst one for it, as well, with that, and it was again, I don't blame him, was my stepdad. He was a lovely, he was actually quite a gentle person, but when it came to this, that switch clicked of normal person to man mode. That's their typical man mode. So I got into a fight when I was 10 or 11, and the boy beat the shit out of me. We were just boys roughhousing, they got a bit too serious, and then he walloped me about. My stepdad dragged me downstairs and made me fight with him. He went, men don't walk, run away crying, and he made me fight with him. And it was Jeez. it was a weird time, it was a weird time, because that's a trend of me, martial arts and stuff, but not in a way to discipline, in a way so I know if I need to fight with somebody. Just the hurt yeah. people. And it set up a whole yeah. train of path, a whole path in high school that wrecked me, that took me so long to be me now. And it's mental. It's just, everybody should watch these documentaries. So the, the, the social media one is quite cool. It's called The Social Dilemma. And the masculinity one is really good for a teaching exercise. It's called the ma A Mask We Live In. So a masculine, get it? It's quite, quite clever. Donna pointed out to me. Yep. I was like, ha <laughs> ha! That's fucking quite good, that. Um, and I know yeah. I derailed this podcast onto this, but I feel like these are very interesting conversations, and I like to actually yep. bring them up. No, it's. I mean, it's. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I like to do more kind of talks about like certain documentaries and stuff as well. I feel like we can do deep dives on some of them, yeah. and then actually get into some other subject matters would be quite yeah, cool. Because just in general, I like talking about these kind of things, and as we've seen when we were very, very briefly talk about certain conspiracy stuff, and like I tried it on my stream. I like talking about philosophy and things because I think the way you solve problems is this. This is how you figure out things. Is you talk. <laughs> don't don't say the word Discord because people just go and install Discord. <laughs> yes. um, no, it's, it's Discord. Yes, you don't solve problems with Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, right, I'm going to actually have a quick read through the chat now because I've, I've I've been talking. I've been, I've been reading yeah, along, I, so I'm, I'm keeping. I got to, do you know what it was? I got really into my story. I was telling. Happy. Yes, happy commune, guys. Let's start one. You've got cult in your name. We're already halfway there. We're done. 
already launched the cult, yeah. <laughs> Casual racism is accepted, and that's what breeds. Yes, I totally agree with that. The idea of casual racism is what actually starts that trend into... It's what made Brexit, ha Brexit happen. That's what I fucking did. Yeah. Right. Oh, look, they love you for who you are, Mark. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, I had a very high tolerance, and when I lost my temper, even my teacher would go, well, if she got you, you asked for it for a long time, so it didn't come crying. Now you can. Yeah, I totally feel that. That's exactly what it is. I mean, like, for, for me, it was kind of this opposite idea where people kept telling me my entire life that I shouldn't fight people, and but people wanted to fight me because I didn't fall into their category. So literally, I had to spend most of my life being told, just get the shit kicked out of you, because you don't, you don't fucking stand up for yourself. You shouldn't do anything. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. 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 And people wonder why I have weird complexes about absolutely everything. It's like, yeah, because you you're told from childhood you're fucking worthless yes, I, to I totally get you it's like it's kind of odd because like right now us as younger people we would have never been on the same thing with because i was a ned let's no. be honest i was a neddy boy that's who i was gang fight at the weekends all this madness but see when i was in high school see the people i really like to talk to were not to put a box but it's the easiest way to put to describe it the kind of geeky softer kids because they spoke to me they didn't because i was see the size i am now that's what i was like at 15 like I, I grew quick and i was in the gym all the time and i was doing fighting all the time like martial arts and that so i was seen as one thing and when you get that you get a wee bit of power you get a bit of respect it's not respect it's <laughs> the wee geeky kids were just trying to use your muscle yeah. <laughs> like the, right, stop getting our lunch yeah. money taken with other neds that's what it was like though it was like that's the bigger guy that we can put at the front but with the wee uh. geeky guys that's how i found out about stuff like mass effect <laughs> and like elder scrolls it's all the things that really define who i am now it's because of talking yeah. to these people who admittedly at first i was fucking horrible to because they were different from me they were weak compared to me when realistically they were stronger than anything i ever was because they were happily in touch with who they were so to all the people i apologize for you'll never see this but you really helped me really indirectly yep. to make me a better person because i'm one of the softest people on the planet now <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah uh, I was social floater. They floated between different. I was kind of like that, but I think some of the groups just let me speak to them because they thought if I they didn't, I would hit them. I was like, that was never the case. <laughs> I was uh, I was probably most voted likely to be a school shooter. I'm assuming in my because <laughs> like I literally had like I talked to nobody yeah. and <laughs> oh um I had like maybe one friend, two friends at most. I don't know. I just didn't fucking like go near anyone because they're all scum <laughs> high school is hard yep. man it's... yep so i think that's a perfect time to end it be nice to everybody be kind it's a great way to be yep everybody can as the school system is a farce yeah. <laughs> i think the best thing the dalai lama have ever said about anybody is we all can be kinder doesn't matter who you are just be a bit kinder and that is what to take away from today. One, Batman Robin's a good laugh, even if Mark says it isn't. Come on, the bat nipples, and be kinder to everybody. Yep.
he kind of Joel Schumacher. He didn't make this movie intentionally bad. <laughs> he just wanted to have some fun. Yes. He's made some really good movies. Go watch Falling Down. It's a really good film. Eight millimeter. Just, <laughs> just he's done some good stuff. Okay. Just don't don't blame him for Batman and Robin. Okay. So, <laughs> R.I.P. Joel. Yes. Salute. He died like this year, last year. I can't remember what year this is anymore. But he died recently. Yes, for Joel. Yes, Hannah. Uh, Keanu Reeves said, "Be excellent to each other." That's the thing to take away from this. So I would like to thank everybody for sticking around and our social deep dive of documentaries <laughs> I watched and uh, yep, I, and Batman and, and Robin. Batman and Robin, <laughs> our side project of Batman and Robin. But thank yous for sharing your stories and things as well, because that's for a lot of people it's not easy thing to do. It can open up that way about certain things. So thank you guys from the chat for actually sharing some of the stuff that he's went through. It's quite nice to see. So. Yep. Uh, ending thing what is it again yeah we it's always a pleasure and we have been always the worst i got cough and everything else there so thanks again everybody you, just... bye. <laughs> all right bye bye y'all life is simulation